think that that's part of not only personal fulfillment, yeah. but the business responsibility to, to help your community that you're in also. Welcome to the Be Epic Podcast, brought to you by the Sam M. Walton College of Business at the University of Arkansas. I'm your host, Brent Williams. Together, we'll explore the dynamic landscape of business and uncover the strategies, insights, and stories that drive business today. Well, today I have with me Gary George. Uh, Gary is the chairman of George's Inc. And he is a member of the class of the 2024 Arkansas Business Hall of Fame. So first, Gary, let me say congratulations. Well, thank you very much. I, When you came up and told me I was going to be inducted, as you know, I got very emotional because my dad being in that that's the first thing that came to my mind but i'm i'm humbled and very honored well certainly and i would add deserving uh to that but it is fantastic that you know there's a yet another father-son combination in the arkansas business hall of fame and i want to get to part of his story as well and i'm sure we'll cover that in you know, in, in learning a little bit more about the business. So for, for those that might not know George's, uh, just tell us a little bit, I guess, what do you all do? And then let's kind of jump into like, how did the company form and evolve? Well, I think we're, we're, um, the family's mainly known for the poultry business. Mm -hmm. Um, started in the, uh, twenties, but it, 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 at that point in time, it was not the poultry. Uh, it was just my grandfather just making a living, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he might have had turkeys. He might have had poultry, and and it and it grew from there. Uh, but uh, we're involved in land development and uh, and some other things. But we're mainly known for the poultry business. Mm-hmm. And so he founded the business. In he the founded 20s? it. It was actually called George's Produce. Okay. And uh, that was in the twenties, and and uh, again, in in the depression, did anything? Uh, he he sold. Uh, uh, he he had fruits and vegetables, and back that far back in Springdale, they'd meet on Saturdays downtown, and he would be down there doing that. And then, it was in the early forties, started hauling live chickens. Okay up to st louis and kansas city a lot of others did that around here and that was the start of uh really what you call the poultry business around here okay and uh uh so did that and uh he had two sons my dad and and my uncle and when i when i got old enough in the uh, 60s my my grandfather was uh out dealing with peach orchards buying land and cattle that was his that's what he liked and my farmer at heart a farmer at heart and my uh uncle and my dad were running the business and uh, my uncle died in 1969 and so my dad uh, took over the business, and then I graduated from Walton College in uh, mm-hmm. 1972, and mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. Huh. 
and been in the business ever since then. Been in the business ever since. What you know, it may be kind of going in on the poultry side of, of of your family's operation. You know, kind of what is your focus within the poultry you know industry, and you know who are the customers you serve? Well, we we uh, uh, we serve various customers. Mm-hmm. I guess you could classify. Uh, fast food people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we go to many grocery stores. Mm-hmm. We go to many uh, uh, institutional distributors mm-hmm. that go to restaurants. Uh, the only thing we really we don't do is fully cooked. Okay. And so we have a, a wide array of products uh, other than fully cooked, and we actually go uh, all across the United States from the East Coast to the West Coast. And I think you describe, the company describes itself as fully integrated. Uh, and maybe kind of kind of double-clicking in on what does that mean? Fully integrated is, is where you, you have your, your breeder hens. Mm-hmm. Well, you have pullets who turn into breeder hens who lay the eggs to, uh, uh, to hatch and go to the farm. And you feed them. You you have all those steps. Mm-hmm. Back when the poultry industry started, uh, somebody might be selling to feed some feed to the people that were going to to raise the chickens. Mm-hmm. But basically, fully integrated is you're you're doing it from the day old chick or before mm-hmm. really with your breeder hens all the way to the customer. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Poultry can be a can be a, a tough business, right? I mean, in terms of it goes through big cycles. You know, I assume that kind of go along with different, you know, ag commodity prices, etc. Uh, you hit it on the head. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 known for that. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of that's because of grain prices. Uh-huh. A lot of that is uh, uh, when things are good, everybody wants to expand and put more out mm-hmm. uh but it, it's always been cyclical mm-hmm. it, it when i started in the business uh it was cyclical but not to the dramatic nature that it is now yeah it really is a you know you used to say a quarter of a cent a pound and now you might say three or four cents a pound and, yeah and on that amount of pounds it it, it it's big it's a big swing yes um, yes so you really, at least when I was reading some about the company's history, so your grandfather founded it and, and your father ran it, you know, and then you really got, you graduated in 1972, and but really kind of really started shepherding the company's growth, it sounded like, in the 80s and really started to expand. Uh, is that a fair representation of its history? <clears throat> well, uh my grandfather, as I said, he he. By the time I was old enough, he was he he loved cattle and mm-hmm. land and all of that. And my uncle and dad uh, ran it together. Okay. Uh, until '69, when my uncle died, and then my my dad ran it. I came in '72, and uh, there, you know we weren't big enough. There wasn't. Well, here's a mentorship or something. Yeah. I would just uh, I would just do different things. Uh, kind of located in the sales department because that's where you you know all the screw ups that may happen previously. 
but you know they would call me out and go to meetings and and listen in and uh, uh, my dad surprised me made me at the age of, on my birthday at 30 he made me president okay and uh, uh, it was just a relationship that we've we've had and huh. I can't figure out today why he did it huh. but he did it huh. and uh, when I when he he just he said I'm here but but you take it and uh, uh, he would come in every day he came in when when he wasn't out of town or when he would you know, he he didn't come when he wasn't feeling good, but he came in until he passed away, hmm. just just to be there, hmm. and uh, it was just kind of a special relationship. Well, I'm sure it was leading that company at such a young age. I'm sure it was pretty comforting, though, that he was still that he was still there. around. Absolutely, it was. Huh. It was. I uh, I think it was. 85 or 86 we we had one plant at the time uh-huh. and uh, we decided to build another plant in Cassville Missouri uh-huh. and uh, between that and the hatchery and the feed mill and we also built a new office I think I added up one time we committed in those two or three years as much money as the company had spent totally in capital expenditures uh-huh. and I, I always remember my dad never questioned me huh. and, and and it's it's amazing that uh, that I can never remember that he ever questioned that I guess he thought it was good but my my thought was there you know family businesses usually sell mm-hmm. we've got one plant we needed to grow mm-hmm. to show the people that uh, that we were here to stay yeah and I think it worked out. Well, uh, here to stay, certainly so, right? You're, um, now, your boys, uh, your sons, uh, are co-CEOs. Uh, you serve as chairman. They're running the business, I assume, on a day-to-day. And it sounds like what your dad did for you sounds a little bit to me like what you've done for your sons. Yeah. I tried to follow that. Yeah. And, uh. I made them co-presidents when they were 30 Yeah, for their birthday. Yeah. And uh, I guess we're, we're kind of going against all business rules, uh, you know, or, or metrics that they're fourth generation. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what – I can't remember what, what it, companies are to make it fourth generation, but I know it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they, they – I made them co because they they have different personalities. Hmm. They have different strengths, but they they complement each other. Mm-hmm. And and they look at things different, but as I've seen since they've been running it, they may look at it different in the beginning, but they're going to come together hmm. in the end when the final decision's made. Hmm. And uh, I'll have to say probably I'm not uh, as good about staying out of things as my dad was <laughs> uh and they tell me that yeah but uh no we have we it's it's been wonderful it's just wonderful to be be with them and see how it's gone so, so there's a couple of things that stand out to me in that story the first you mentioned it you know four generations leading a business i think is pretty rare first of all um secondly you know it's not easy for 
co-CEOs to work. Um, so there has to be something culturally um, in the business that's built into its DNA that enables that. Um, I don't know, as I ask you that, anything like you think, like what's what's allowed for the continuity, you know, and the ability for the business to persist throughout generations and now for your sons to function, you know, in a, in a, in a structure that's not easy to function in? Well, they're twins. Yeah. I don't think I mentioned that, but they're twins. Uh, I'm sure they got in fights at some point as brothers. Yeah. But I don't really remember it. They huh. got along. They're, as I said, their personalities are different. Yeah. But I, as they were growing up, I watched how they meshed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and again, they, they're different, even though they lived in the grew up in the same house and slept in the same bedroom they're, they're different personalities and I just thought it would be a good combination mm-hmm. as far as any family business it, it, it the whole family has to have the same goal yeah and uh, and that's to be successful I mean mm-hmm. they've got two sisters and they're not in the business but mm-hmm. but they know that they're working for them too yeah. and you know it's we've just I guess a little bit it is luck, yeah. But it's uh, it's just gone over these generations that uh, that we're all working for the same goal. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you mentioned this earlier on briefly. Uh, I wish everyone listening could have been in the room when I got to tell you that you were going to be part of the Arkansas. <laughs> Don't Business make Hall me get emotional again. <laughs> well, but you know, one thing that I, you know, when you talked for a few minutes after that. You not only talked about your family, you talked about there's a lot of other people, you know, that you felt like were involved in the success of the company and you. Um, you know, who are some of those people that really have been influential during the last, you know, several decades of, of your leadership and of the company? Well, I think when you all surprised me and and it was really pulled off well, Um <laughs> Your sons I, helped with that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they, they, they knew I'd show up if they said a certain guy was coming, flying in to see me. And uh, and I showed up, and when I walked in and saw that, I, I was shocked. Yeah. But uh, I mentioned there about Monty Henderson. You did. And uh, I hired him in the early 90s. And, and he had been running, actually, a much larger company. And... Part of it was I knew if something happened to me, we needed somebody in place, mm-hmm. and um, and so I hired him. And it it was I I say a lot of times it's the second best decision I've ever made in my life after mm-hmm. after marrying my wife. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so he came in and he said, Gary, is there going to be plenty for both of us to do? And I said. I can't get to things that we need to do. We've got other things that that I can't get to. And and at, after about six months, it was around Christmas time. I'll never forget. He said, "When are we going to hire somebody else to help us?" <laughs> he was very influential in the success of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, another long-term employee that uh, was there over fifty years, and he he did everything there was to do in the company and his name was Otto Yak. 
I actually grew up with his son. Hmm. We were friends, but Otto was there, and and he just was calm in everything he did and very deliberate. And he would have to have a lot of praise for the success, Hmm. for being there that long. And uh, and he helped me and me. He really did. And fortunately, my boys got to see my dad in kind of in some roles how he handled things. They got to see how Otto handled things. They got to see how Monty handled things. And they got to see how I handled things. Mm-hmm. So they had a they had a little group there that they could learn from. And I think they took more from everybody else instead of the way I handled it. But uh, uh, those people really stand out. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of great, uh, true, loyal people. But I'll go down. If I started naming them, it, was, yeah. it would be... It would be hard, but th- those are the ones that uh, that really made a difference uh, because of where they were. Well, and I think that uh, someone else that was in the room was Mrs. Jonelle Hunt, uh, and I think there's been a strong family relationship there for a long time. Well, when, uh, when the Hunt started business, probably – a lot of people don't know they they were going to haul rice hulls for litter for the chicken business, mm-hmm. and uh, we were one of their first customers, and uh, and did some investing in it. And my dad went on the board, and and that has just that had started a very very long and close relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I I mean. We're very close. Yeah. We're very close, yeah. and and had been. One of the things is kind of different, but my dad and I would go to lunch anytime we're in town, and we'd try to schedule meetings uh, around whatever. And I actually, when I was in college, would drive up and go to lunch with my dad. He would he would eat about two o'clock. It was just he and I, and. Uh, and that progressed with other people, but uh, JB and John L and my dad and I, I would say there was a period of three or four years we we might eat lunch twice together, hmm. and just have fun, mm-hmm. uh, talk about a little business, but mainly just talk and laugh, mm-hmm. and that was that was our break in the day. Yeah, you know, and yeah. we and I still do that with a group of people today. Yeah, what a what what a special relationship. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, and I know you've been pretty instrumental in, or at least those are my words, those are not yours, but pretty instrumental, particularly in your community within Springdale and Northwest Arkansas. Um, tell, And you've been philanthropic, you know, to this community. Just tell us a little bit, maybe a little bit about what the community means to you, what Springdale means to you, why it's important that your company is, is there. Well... Obviously, that's where we started, and uh, I grew up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to remember. Actually, I tried to look it up and couldn't find real quickly what the population was when I was graduating from high school. But I think it was around fifteen thousand. Yeah. You know, you just back back in the sixties, mm-hmm. 
it, it's hard for people to imagine that didn't grow up in northwest Arkansas what it was here. Mm-hmm. But it was close. I mean, it was a, a, a close community, as I think most all of them were mm-hmm. around here until they, they got real big. And uh, at, when it's that size, you kind of know everybody. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I just, uh, I've always kind of wanted to, to do a few things for uh, the community and, and certain things. And we don't do it for everything. We mm-hmm. just pick what we want to do. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that that's part of not only personal fulfillment, yep. but the business responsibility to, to help your community that you're in also. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you know, I wonder as you look back uh, over over your career, you know, and you just think about, uh, you know, you and I just walked by a, a group of students in, in the Walton College as we were walking over here. As, as you kind of think back to what you've learned throughout your careers leading leading this company, anything stand out? You're like, oh, I'd give this piece of advice to to a young person starting starting their career. Well, I'll tell you a story, and I don't know if this is the direct answer to your question, but maybe it's getting there a little bit. Um, when my sons were in, in seniors in high school, I uh, I said, have you guys decided what you want to do in life? And they both said, well, what are you going to do, sell the company? And I said, no, but you haven't decided where you're going to school. And I'm just wondering... I thought you were going to the university, but I think it's time we sat down. They said, well, we're going to the university. And I said, well, I was going to say that's the thing to do if you're going to want to be in the business here in Arkansas Mm -hmm. because I have met so many people when I was a student, and it has paid off for me to know people all around the state of Arkansas that I went to school with. Mm And uh, it, it surprised them. They thought, where, where is Dad going with this? But mm-hmm. they did, and they, they have developed those same relationships in, in, throughout Arkansas uh, that I was fortunate to do, too. And I would give that same advice to my, great, my grandsons if yeah. they do the same thing. Yeah, Su- such great advice, I think, that can be overlooked, you know, at, at this age if you're – you know, if you're a, a business student in college, or even if you're a young professional, just how important relationships Relationships, are. yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You know, well, you, you mentioned Arkansas, uh, so I, I, I guess I have to ask you, uh, what's it mean to you uh, to be in the Arkansas Business Hall of Fame with, you know, there's a lot of amazing people you know over over the history uh, of the arkansas business hall of fame that's 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 a part of it you know and to be a part of that i think hundred or so people is pretty special well it's real special mm-hmm. it's real special um uh the some of the people that are on there i, I don't i mean i'll start saying names i'll leave off people yeah. but i went to school with rennie rutledge i mm-hmm. went to school with stanley reed mm-hmm. i went to school with kurt bradbury um and and there are others that i knew i mean 
uh, that it, it 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 it's just very special. And uh, uh, I got to know the Tommy May. Yeah. I got to know Bill Clark uh, uh, as as a trustee of the university board and uh, uh, Louis Epley and and mm-hmm. and people like that. And when I went on the university board, I thought, why am I on here? These are these guys are are uh, so much smarter and know how to handle things. But it it to be included with with those people and then people of a generation that's older that everybody would look up to mm-hmm. uh jb and john l mm-hmm. uh sam walton bill dillard don tyson yeah uh it's just kind of a it's, it's just kind of amazing that yeah. it, and, and it's very very special very special it, it is special you know i think that um Arkansas has a tremendous business history. I mean, when you think about all of those names in a in a pretty small state, it's truly amazing. It is. It really is. National companies, uh, worldwide companies. It 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 really is. And I guess a lot of that's why we've got all the growth coming on up here too. I think that's right. Uh, I yeah. think the the best days of Arkansas are no doubt ahead. And I think a lot of that is due to the amazing enterprises that have been built here absolutely uh, well well gary i'll just conclude by once again saying congratulations for being a part of the 2024 class the arkansas business hall of fame um, we're so proud of you of your family of your business uh, that you're going to be a part of this and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a pretty fun and special night on february the 16th well i appreciate it and looking forward to it and uh I appreciate you you having me here Absolutely. and uh, look forward to the 16th. Me too. Thanks. Thank you. On behalf of the Walton College, thank you for joining us for this captivating conversation. To stay connected and never miss an episode, simply search for Be Epic on your preferred podcast service.